What is going on? Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday. News Talk 1110-993 WBT, the Pete Callender Show. I'm Pete, and uh, the numbers are 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. You can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Maybe I'll read your email. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Pete Callender. The president is speaking. The White House has released the framework for the Build Back. Oh, he's done. He just finished. He's walking away. No questions from I am assuming there were reporters in the room, although I don't even know why you need to be there any longer. Yeah, there are reporters in that room. So he just walked away. Um, the White House releases the framework for the Build Back Better bill. It includes, this according to Brian Murphy uh, from the McClatchy News Organization. He used to be their Washington uh, bureau guy, and now he's uh, in Raleigh, and Don Battaglia, who... I'm sorry, uh, Danielle Battaglia uh, was their Raleigh reporter, and now uh, she's heading up to D.C., so I'm not sure. I think that was a trade. But um, includes child care, preschool, clean energy slash climate change, health care, housing, vague immigration references, and revenue generation, including a surtax on multimillionaires and billionaires. Um, also... Where is this here to to do in a sort of related story? Sherry Beasley, the former chief justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court, who lost uh, in her reelection or election bid. um, She's now running for U.S. Senate. She's a Democrat, and she just came out and flipped her position on the filibuster. She's now in favor of eliminating it altogether. Uh, prior, there was a story at the Daily Beast uh, several uh, weeks or months ago. It's I, I don't remember, um, but she was uh, quoted in some event. Somebody got a, a video of the event. You know, I'm sure Oppo Research, and they sent it over to the Daily Beast, and uh, they used it because the clip shows her saying, "Well, you know, uh, the filibuster has been useful for some, you know, legislative things over the years." Like that was a like that that was a truthful statement right it has the filibuster has been useful for democrats to block certain pieces of legislation she was asked about this and she said uh, her campaign said like a you know uh, abortion bills for example that the republicans had been trying to run and so uh she took a rational truthful i think a logical approach to the filibuster she said maybe i'll you know do a carve out but she wouldn't really Get specific. Well, now she's gotten specific. She has a post up at her uh, medium.com site, and she says it's now time to eliminate the filibuster. As I travel across the state, I'm hearing from people who are worried. You're hearing from Democrats, okay? Democrats who have been uh, like the worst abusers of the filibuster. They set a record for the number of filibusters that they used uh, during the Trump administration. So, you know, take all of the seats, please, really. Um, so at least now, I mean, this just shows you how radical the Democratic Party has become. Right. They they're going to blow up their like they're they're uh, organizing around this idea to blow up the filibuster because they can't wield power in a 50 50 split Senate. 50 to 50 split. And they think. They should just be able to run the table. It almost makes you wonder, do they think they're never going to be put back in charge again? 
because they're they're doing things. I've said this before. They're guilty of that which they accuse you. They're doing all sorts of stuff here that uh, kind of reminiscent of a lot of the stuff I heard people being very, very concerned about with Donald Trump, like literal Hitler, right? How he's like literally a Nazi and a tyrant and authoritarian. He wants to be a dictator. Look at all the things he's doing unilaterally. What with his, well, not getting stuff done because it was blocked in Congress. Just like any other dictator tyrant would do. Um, yeah, so Democrats now completely on board with the, uh, she was the last one, like, because all of her opponents on the Democratic side, you know, Jeff Jackson, Erica Smith, they're all on board with, uh, destroying the filibuster, I guess, laboring under this delusion that they'll, uh, once they, once they do so, they'll be able to what give, uh, Washington DC and Puerto Rico, sorry, Puerto Rico, um, give them, uh, statehood. Uh, and then once they do that, right, then they're able to uh, uh, pack the Supreme Court and then they'll never have to worry about Republicans ever winning anything ever again. Which is kind of, I don't know, kind of tyranty, you know, just a little bit, a little authoritarian. Just feel like I need to point that out. Um, Merrick Garland testified yesterday. Merrick Garland, rest in peace. He... Um, I'm sorry. That's just it's just a joke. It's not a threat. My goodness. I like I'm as I'm saying it like there's a there's a running joke in conservative circles about how like they uh, they you know, they sainted Merrick Garland during uh, the uh, uh, the run up to the election when, you know, Hillary Clinton was like, I'm going to I would name Merrick Garland or uh, uh, before Hillary Clinton won uh, Barack Obama. Uh, put Merrick Garland's name up and he never got the vote. And like, you would think that he was killed. Like they martyred him, right? The left martyred him. And so this is sort of the running joke about Merrick Garland. Every time you mention him, you, you say, you know, rest in peace, peace be upon his soul, like stuff like that. Anyway, he, um, he is now our attorney general. And if you thought that the department of justice was going to get depoliticized, Oh no, 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 nope. Sorry. Disabused of that notion now, we have been. The Attorney General indicated in a Senate Judiciary Oversight hearing yesterday that the DOJ is going to keep on targeting parents even after the National School Boards Association walked back the inflammatory language that was in its letter demanding that the Biden administration intervene. The School Boards Association released a statement last week expressing regret for sending the letter in the first place and even admitted that, quote, there was no justification for some of the language included in the letter. Yeah, they're in some hot water. A lot of school boards, associations around the uh, the nation, the state-level boards, they're like, we're out of your association. You got states, superintendents, and boards of ed that have uh, registered their disapproval. So uh, no bueno for the NSBA. But Merrick Garland, he's sticking with the same story. We'll get to some of the audio from the hearing. But first, let's get to Boomer Von Cannon and some traffic. Jordan Davidson writing over at thefederalist.com. Merrick Garland says he'll keep targeting parents after NSBA's apology. The NSBA is the National School Boards Association. You'll recall they wrote the letter to the DOJ, to the Biden administration, saying, you know, please, please threaten parents who are coming to the school board meetings around the country and threatening us and they're getting violent they're getting uppity and rowdy and oh my gosh they're gonna hurt somebody 
And so then Merrick Garland and the DOJ, you know, said, how high do you want us to jump? And they put out the memo that directed like all of the intelligence community and all of the federal law enforcement agencies, you know, to get together and start a joint task force or whatever it was called. And this raised some concerns among people saying, hey, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be threatening parents who want to go down and, you know, petition their government. Who want to weigh in on the the way the school board is governing uh, the education system in their local community. So the uh, the blowback against the board of uh, or the school boards association was so great that they actually came out and said, our bad. We totally didn't mean to use that kind of language that we used intentionally. But whatever. Sorry. Garland, the attorney general, Merrick Garland, at this hearing yesterday, said the memo that he publicized is focused on um, or that he published, I should say, is focused on, quote, violence and threats of violence. He did not commit to rescinding the memo that the DOJ put out, nor disavowing the involvement of federal law enforcement in local issues. You'll recall the uh, School Boards Association sent the letter to the Biden administration begging for uh, for federal law enforcement to use domestic terrorism laws to target parents. They even suggested the Patriot Act. Remember that? All right. Let's take a listen. Here is uh, this is Senator Josh Hawley. Uh, interrogating the Attorney General Merrick Garland yesterday. Looked at the 13 different federal crimes that your Justice Department has identified they might be subject to and prosecuted for, like making annoying phone calls. Do you think that they're going to feel that they're welcome to speak up at a school board meeting? How about this one? They could be prosecuted for using the Internet, I guess that would be Facebook, in a way that might cause emotional distress. To a victim. Is that a, is that a crime of violence? Senator, I haven't seen the memo that you're Why talking haven't about. You? And I don't, I, and I, I, even from the description, it doesn't sound like it was addressed to parents. But if you. No, it wasn't addressed to parents. It was addressed to prosecutors. That's the problem. Why haven't you seen the memo? I, uh, I, I don't know why I haven't. I don't look at every, I, have, I do not get every memo that every U.S. attorney uh, sends out. All right. So they're discussing here a memo that a U.S. attorney out of like Montana sent out to prosecutors, to law enforcement and such, to government officials, looking at all of the different ways that parents could be targeted by federal government agents. Okay? So th- this is what was prompted. This is Hawley's point. But uh, if you're... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Don't, don't, I, I just want to be sure I understand this. this. This is a memorandum that collects 13 different federal crimes parents could be charged with. It has United States Department of Justice on the top of it. And you're telling me you haven't seen it? Who's the memo from, Senator? The United States Department of Justice, United States Attorney for the District of Montana. I have not seen a memo from the District of Montana. Not I- high enough priority for you? Not, that's not the question. I don't. It is the question. Answer my question. Is it not a high enough priority for you when you're threatening parents with 13 different federal crimes? I, These aren't crimes of violence. You've testified today. You're focused on violence. That's not what your U.S. attorneys, they work for you. That's not what they're saying. You haven't seen it because it's not a high enough priority or what? Question of priority. No one has sent me that memo, so I haven't seen it. What do you mean no one has sent you the memo? You run the United States Department of Justice, do you not? 
There are 115,000 employees of the Department of Justice. Indeed, and you are in charge of every one of them. And, and this was a sufficiently important case that you issued a memo. Right. You, over your signature, issued a memo involving the FBI and yeah. the Department of Justice in local school boards, local school districts. Your U.S. attorneys are now threatening prosecution with 13 different crimes, but it's not a high enough priority for you. It got lost in the mix. I'll send again. I've never seen that memo. It wasn't That's what concerns me. me, General Garland. Well, it wasn't sent to me. I hope you will assure your constituents that what we are concerned about here is violence and threats of violence. That only leads That's me to conclude, way. General That's Garland, all I can conclude from this is either that you're not in control of your own department mm. or that yeah. more likely what I think to be the case is that you knew full well mm. that this is exactly the kind of thing that would happen. Mm. When you issued your memo, when you involved the Department of Justice and all of its resources, and the FBI and all of its resources, and local school boards and local school districts, you knew that federal prosecutors would start collecting crimes that they could use against parents. You knew they would advise state and local officials that these are all of the ways parents might be prosecuted. You knew that that was the likely outcome, and that's exactly what's happened. And we're talking about parents like Scott Smith, who's behind me over my shoulder. This is a father from Loudoun County, Virginia. Here he is at a school board meeting. He was forcibly restrained. He was assaulted. He was arrested. Why? Because he went to an elected school board meeting. He's a voter, by the way. He went to an elected school board meeting to raise the fact that his daughter was assaulted, sexually assaulted, in a girl's restroom by a boy. This is what happened to him. Now, you testified last week before the House that you didn't know anything about this case. I find that extraordinary because the letter that you put so much weight on, the letter that's now been retracted, it cites this case. It cites Mr. Scott's case directly. There's a news article cited in the letter. It's discussed in the letter, but you testified. You just couldn't remember it. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Do you think people like... Scott Smith, you think parents who show up to complain about their children being assaulted ought to be treated like this man right here? Parents who show up to complain about school boards are protected by the First Amendment. Do you think that they ought to be prosecuted they in the different ways that your U.S. attorneys are identifying? If what they're doing is complaining about what the school board is doing, policies, curriculum, anything else that they want to, as long as they're not committing threats of violence, then they should not be prosecuted, and they can't be. Let me ask you about this. Several of my Democrat colleagues have today, just today in this hearing, multiple times have compared parents who show up at school board meetings, like Mr. Smith here, have compared them to criminal rioters. You think that's right? You think that a parent who shows up at a school board meeting, who has a complaint, who wants to voice that complaint, and maybe she doesn't use exactly the right grammar, you think they're akin to criminal rioters? Do you agree with that? I do not, and I do not remember any senator here compare, making that comparison. Oh, really? No. These people are just like the folks who came here on January 6th and, in, and, and the riot at the Capitol? I don't think it was, they were referring to the picture that you're showing there. Well, I certainly would hope not, but they were referring to parents who go to school board meetings. Mr. Smith right. is a parent who went to a school board meeting. I'll leave it at this, General Garland. You have weaponized the FBI and the Department of Justice. Your U.S. attorneys are now collecting and cataloging all the ways that they might prosecute parents like Mr. Smith because they want to be involved in their children's education and they want to have a say in their elected officials. It's wrong. It is unprecedented, to my knowledge, in the history of this country. And I call on you to resign. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. All right, so that was Josh Hawley. We have more audio. First, let's head over to the WBT News Center. 
You know what all of this stuff with the DOJ and the school boards, you know what it reminds me of? Here's a blast from the past. You ready? Lois Lerner. Lois Lerner. Remember her? The IRS. Yeah. The targeting of the Tea Party uh, organizations around the around the country. Right, making them fill out the questionnaires and uh, not giving them their tax exempt status, like slow walking the paperwork, all of that stuff, the targeting of the Tea Party uh, groups. It is. It's the same thing also with the uh, with this bank account stupidity, where they're going to start snooping on everybody's bank account. Oh, sorry for the record. Just want to point out anytime I mention the IRS that I love the IRS. I think they're fantastic people. They never make any mistakes, and I would never say anything bad about them. But, um, this thing, like, we're going to check all of your bank accounts and make sure that the billionaires aren't, you know, skirting tax law. Like, do you really think that the billionaires are going to get caught up in any of this stuff? Really? The Democrats, like, they're they're trying to re-implement the SALT deductions, right? The state and local tax deductions, the SALT, S-A-L-T. That's part of what the Democrats, they, they need to pay that off for their wealthy donors, it was one of the biggest subsidies going on where uh, these blue states that have high taxes are essentially subsidized because they get to deduct the taxes at the state and local level. And Republicans got rid of that. If you want to have a high tax state, you go right ahead and do it. But the rest of the country should not have to subsidize your high taxes. We should, and that's what happens. So the School Boards Association sends this letter to the Biden administration. And uh, let me see how much time do I have here. Uh, oh, well, all right, we're going to have to break this in half. It's just a very long uh, clip. This is Ted Cruz. And leftists took a portion of Ted Cruz's uh, Q&A with the Attorney General yesterday, Merrick Garland. They took a, a, a snippet of it, and they circulated this thing, and they raised money off it and, you know, stoked the outrage. Ted Cruz wants people to be giving Nazi salutes. It's not what Ted Cruz said. You're going to hear the entire uh, context. Not that it matters to the left, but um, Ted Cruz pretty well gutted Merrick Garland. I mean, to the point where the 911 system got overloaded in D.C. because so many people were reporting a murder after this. They just... It was pretty brutal. Here you go. Ted For Cruz. eight years under Barack Obama, the Department of Justice was politicized yes, true. and weaponized. True. When you came before this committee in your confirmation hearing, you promised things would be different. I asked you specifically, quote, will you commit to this committee that under your leadership, the Department of Justice will not target the political opponents of this administration? Here was your answer, quote, absolutely. It's totally inappropriate for the department to target any individual because of their politics or their position in a Mm, campaign. Interesting. That was your promise just a few months ago. I'm sorry to say you have broken that promise. There is a difference between law and politics. And General Garland, you know the difference between law and politics. Law is based on facts. It is impartial. It is not used as a tool of political retribution. Mm. This memo was not law. This memo was politics. On Wednesday, September 29th, the National School Board Association wrote a letter to the president 
asking the president to use the Department of Justice to target parents that were upset at critical race theory, that were upset at mass mandates in schools, to target them as domestic terrorists. On the face of the letter, the letter was in repeated consultation with the White House, in explicit political consultation with the White House. That was on Wednesday, September 29th, five days later. On Monday, so right after the weekend, boom, you pop out a memo giving them exactly what they want. Now, by the way, I understand that. In politics, that happens all the time. An important special interest wants something. Sir, yes, sir. We're going to listen to them. Let me ask you something, General Garland. In the letter, which you told the House of Representatives was the basis for this abusive memo targeting parents, how many incidents are cited in that memo? I have to look back through the memo. I okay, count it. You, you don't know how many of them were violent. Again, the, the general report. How many of them were violent? Do you know? I don't know. You don't know, and there's a reason you don't know. Because you didn't care, and nobody in your office cared to find out. I did a quick count just sitting here during this hearing. I counted 20 incidents cited. Of the 20, 15 on their face are nonviolent. They involve things like insults. They involve a Nazi salute. That's one of the examples. My God, a parent did a Nazi salute at a school board because he thought the, the, the policies were oppressive. General Garland is doing a Nazi salute at an elected official. Is that protected by the First Amendment? Yes, it is. Okay. Fifteen of the twenty, on the face of it, are not violent. They're not threats of violence. They're parents who are unhappy. Mm -hmm. Yet, miraculously, when you write a memo, the opening line of your memo... In recent months, there has been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence. You know what? You didn't look, and nobody on your, on your staff looked. Did you even look up the 20 instances? As I testified, the decision to make uh, send the memo is for an assessment. Did you look up the 20 instances? I did not read. Did anyone on your staff look them up? I don't know the answer, but it's uh, not But of course memo. you don't. In general, there's a reason. Isn't that look, amazing? you started your career as a law clerk to Justice Brennan. You've had many law clerks during the year, during your time as a judge. I was a clerk to Chief Justice Rehnquist. I'll tell you what, if I drafted an opinion for the Chief Justice and walked in and it said, there's a disturbing pattern of violence. Well, Ted, how do you know that? Well, I got an amicus brief here who claims it. You would fire a law clerk who did that. You're the Attorney General of the United States. This was not a tweet you sent. This is a memo to the Federal Bureau of Investigations saying, go investigate parents as domestic terrorists. That is not what the memo says at all. It does it, not is it what the letter says? That is not what Is it what the letter says? I don't care what the letter says. You don't care. You said it was the basis of your memo. You testified under oath before the House of Representatives. The letter was the basis of your memo. Now you don't care about the letter? The letter and public reports of violence and threats of violence. My memo says nothing about domestic terrorism. says nothing about parents committing any such things. My memo is an attempt to get an assessment of whether there is a problem out there that the federal government needs to... The letter on its... Oh, wait a minute. So now you hear what he's doing? Oh, uh, no, no, I just needed to know, is this even a problem? That's what we were just looking to do. All right, we'll finish up with this in a minute. First, <laughs> News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Pete Callender here. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. 
This is for uh, audio. We're listening to Ted Cruz interrogate the Attorney General Merrick Garland, peace be upon his soul, um, f- during uh, this hearing yesterday in the Senate Judiciary about the memo he put out just days after the National School Boards Association asked the White House to target parents who were showing up at school board meetings and getting a little bit rowdy, right? That's the problem. These people, you can't, you know, they're just shouting us down and you can't deal with them. They won't let us talk. Look, I get it. I've been in school board meetings. I've seen some of the videos and they're getting out of control. They're not letting uh, uh, the school boards operate. They're ignoring the bells, uh, you know, when they're supposed to stop talking. And they, I mean, there was one in Buncombe County which is, you know, where Asheville is. And uh, the Buncombe County School Board, they had to go into recess because these parents were just, you know, constantly shouting down and interrupting and all of this. And it's no way to conduct a board meeting. I get it. By the way, I'm old enough to remember when the left did this, like on a much bigger scale, much bigger scale. They they showed up at the General Assembly, got themselves arrested in order to shut down Republican Governance. They did not want the GOP to be able to pass bills. And so they stuffed themselves into buses and then stuffed themselves into the General Assembly building, beat drums, screamed through bullhorns, dressed up as genitalia, and they got themselves arrested. It launched. Uh, what's I just saw? I'm drawing. Why am I drawing a blank? Reverend Barber. Yeah, William Barber. I just saw him on TV last night. By the way, I did get a chance to sit down and watch a good bit of the Spectrum News and uh, yesterday. And uh, is every single story told through the, the CRT prism now over there? That was not what it was like when I was there. But my goodness. And I also remember, like, I had to wear a tie. Just saying. <laughs> When I was on air, uh, you know, if you're going to be on camera, I was like, I had to wear a tie. I was literally told that. And, okay. One of the many reasons I did not like being in television. Uh, Not that I have anything against ties. They're fine for other people to wear. Um, But I've noticed now they're a little bit more relaxed, which I'm fine with. I just, you know, maybe I would have thrown. Well, except for Tim Boyum, because he's got the bow tie going. That's his brand. All right, back to the Q&A here. This is from uh, yesterday's Senate Judiciary hearing. Says the actions of the appearance could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. And that is wrong. And, and asks the president to use the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism directed at parents. Right, so that he's Ted Cruz is reading from the letter that was sent from the school boards association to the White House, which then prompted the memo from the DOJ. This was the basis of your memo. My memo. The Department of Justice, when you're directing the FBI to engage in law enforcement, you're not behaving as a political operative because a political ally of the president says, hey, go attack these parents because we don't like what they're saying. Department of Justice, you did no independent research on what was happening, did you? The memo has nothing to do with partisan. Did you do independent research? The memo has. Did you do independent research? The memo has nothing to do. You're not answering that question. (laughs) You've testified. You know nothing about (laughs) the violent sexual assault that happened in Loudoun County, even though it's one of the bases in this letter. 
I read about it since then. Okay. You told the House last week you knew nothing about it. Not right. know at the time. No. Okay. Right. This week, the court concluded that a 14-year-old girl was violently raped by a boy wearing a skirt in the girls' restroom. The school district covered it up, released the boy, sent him to another school where he violently raped another girl. The father who Mr. Holly just showed you was the father of, of, of the first girl. He was understandably... Do you understand why a parent would be upset when your daughter is raped at school, the school board covers it up and then lies to you and claims there have been no assaults, we have no instances of assaults in our bathroom, and that was a flat-out lie, as the court concluded this week. Do you understand why the parent would be upset? Absolutely, and is any expressions of upset are completely protected by the First Amendment. Except you just called him a domestic terrorist. I never called him that. That's not this correct. This letter calls him a domestic terrorist. You based a direction to the FBI, an official direction from the Attorney General, on this letter. And I'll tell you what, the, the NSBA is so embarrassed of this letter, they've apologized for it and retracted it, but you don't apparently have the same willingness to apologize and retract what you did. Let me ask you something else. A big part of this, this letter is that they're upset about parents not wanting critical race theory taught. Your son-in-law uh -oh. makes a very substantial sum of money from a company involved in the teaching of critical race theory. Did you seek and receive a decision from an ethics advisor at the Department of Justice before you carried out an action that would have a predictable financial benefit to your son-in-law? This memorandum is aimed at violence and threats. I, I just violence. asked a question. Did you it seek has an ethics? No predictable. Did you seek an ethics opinion? It has no. Did you seek an ethics opinion, Judge? You know how to ask questions and answer them. Did you seek an ethics opinion? You asked me whether I sought an ethics opinion about something that would have a predictable effect on something. This has no predictable effect in the way that you're talking about. So, if critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more this money? Memo has nothing. If critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more money? Yes or no. This this memorandum has nothing to do with critical race theory Will you answer or if you any sought an other ethics kind opinion? of curriculum. Will you that, answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I am answering the best I can. Yes or no? Did you seek an ethics opinion? <laughs> this memorandum has Did nothing... Did you seek an ethics opinion? <laughs> this memorandum has nothing to do with... General, are you refusing theory. to answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I am telling you that there's no possible... So you're saying no. no. Just answer it directly. You know how to answer a question directly. I'm Did you seek an ethics opinion. I'm telling you that if I thought there was any reason to believe there was a conflict of interest, I would do that, but I cannot... Why do you refuse to answer the question? Why won't you just say no? I'm sorry. You're not going to answer the question? I'm sorry. Say, ask the question again. Oh, Did God. you seek an ethics opinion? <laughs> I'm saying again, I would seek an ethics opinion in... So no is the answer, correct? There was a Senator, your time is up. Uh. Let the record reflect the Attorney General refuses to answer whether he thought, <laughs> sought an ethics opinion, and apparently ethics are not a terribly high priority in the Biden Justice Department. I don't think that's a fair reflection of what I said. <laughs> then answer the question. Senator, you've gone way beyond any other senator's time. I think you ought to be at least respectful of other senators at this point. Mr. Chairman, do you know the answer, whether he sought an ethics opinion? I think you have exchanged that so many times, we know where we stand. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is what I imagine lawyers do for fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're like children, right? Did you seek the opinion? Did you seek the opinion? Did you seek it? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? 
And the other guy's just refusing to say yes or no. It's obviously no, he did not. He didn't think it was necessary. But the answer is still no. Why is this so hard? Oh, my goodness. So, I uh, I understand what Cruz was doing there, and I understand what Garland was doing there. Um, and I also understand that, you know, Garland's trying to make this point that, uh, look, we weren't being led around by the school board's association, you know, just because they wrote the letter and they made some of these crazy assertions, and then we acted right after the letter in response to the letter. It doesn't mean that we agree with everything in the letter. That's what he's saying. And that's a more nuanced position. However, there is a chilling effect. And I feel the need to point this out to the very same people in North Carolina, particularly, who were telling me just a mere, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, that there was a really bad chilling effect if I... Uh, if we as a state were to pass a law that increased the penalties for rioting and looting. Remember that? They said if we increase the penalties for rioting and looting in North Carolina, that that would have a chilling effect on the First Amendment rights of protesters. Yeah. But this doesn't. You guys really should pick a consistent standard. It's kind of frustrating at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Is it chilling or is it not? We'll hear from Tom Tillis up next.